Welcome to the new Byron and Pace podcast. Ooh, We're joined exciting. by William Gibb. That's your last name, right? You want yes. A, you want William or Will? I'm Will, but like my Willy? online name is like William because it sounds like William. Yeah. Nice. Kind of genius, but no big deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm the first guest. Yeah, first guest of this be. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. What an honor. Feels it is, great. It is an honor. So basically Pace and I had this idea of we're going to be bringing in new creators for the Byron and Pace podcast. Why not do a more serious episode where we can unpack how they got started, all their tips and really hone in on specifically creators so that anyone who's looking to be a creator can learn from them and grow hopefully the same way they have. Yeah. And not make the same mistakes that we've all made. So <laughs> a bit of context and we'll probably do our own episodes where we interview each other. Sure. Um, but we have the Brian and Pace podcast, um, which we've been growing for the past kind of four months. I have my own account and Dale has his own account. Pace, sorry. That's his real name, Dale. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I always switch between them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to just jump into, I guess, from the beginning, what got you into creating content? When was the first time you posted? Have you always been interested in comedy? Take us back to the beginning. Well, can I ask before Byron and Pace, is that meant to sound like Byron Bay? No. Because it sounds so all. much like Byron Bay. No. Can you say it again? Byron and Pace. Byron and Pace. Don't think it sounds like You know Byron what I got on my, <laughs> I got the TikTok jacket on now. That's so cool. But for my year 12 jacket, I got Byron BAE. Oh yeah. Before Byron the reality. Before, I was going to say before, before the, the show came show. out. That's like four years before the show came out. Well, I've got a, I've got a thing where in my phone, I don't have anyone's name. I just have nicknames for everyone. So you are actually Byron BAE in my nice. phone. Oh, fuck. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Um, uh, when did I, okay. So I started performing and doing comedy and stuff. Um, basically like when I was 11 or so, so 10 wow. or so years ago. Yeah. Um, I did uh, drama at my old school or at my, at my school, I did drama and um, I was yeah doing it since year seven. And it was like the one thing that I was like good at. Cause I wasn't like the smartest kid. I wasn't the best at sports. So like, you know, I was always like kind of like average through yeah. primary. So I was never like, you know, there's those gifted kids. Like there's the kid that can, those he dickheads. fucking runs like yeah. a thousand meters in <laughs> 10 seconds. They're the ones who get hit hard when they enter the real world. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, there's those gifted kids. You're like, fuck. I, and I really wanted that. And yeah. then I realized that I had it with drama. Right. So I did like heaps of improv and all that stuff. And then, when I was still in year seven, the the drama teacher, we had like um, something called co-curricular where at the end of, it was a Monday afternoon or a Friday afternoon for two hours, you'd do drama or whatever other co-curricular you wanted to do. Yeah. So um, yeah, the co-curricular teacher who came in who were all like professional comedians, um, he was like, oh, I want to put you in with the year 12s. And how old are you? Year seven. Oh. So I was 11. So they were, eight, you know, 18, 17, 18. And I was like, I was 12, yeah, and they were like 17, 18. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. So, so I was you, performing it you with- You peaked in year seven. I peaked in year seven. <laughs> yeah, that was my peak. And then like doing all that improv and stuff and with like all these great like teachers that would come in and comedians that came in, like I just did it for so long on stage. It was all on stage. And then um, I let, started doing stand-up in 2019, mm. 2020. And then um, I posted on TikTok late 2020. That was my first post. Yeah. Seems to be a recurring theme. 2020, like yeah. COVID, TikTok, yeah. the whole thing. Do you, have you, because I swear I've seen clips of you because I, I know a guy called Chilsey or- Yes. Oh yeah. my God, the so, goat. I love him. Um, yeah. I'm mates with Chilsey and, and I we go up the road to the hotel sometimes to check out the Wednesday Night Comedy Nights. Yes. Have you done some of those? Because I think I've seen clips of you yes. at some of his shows. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, he is the best. He's like the guy. Like, I know. He's yeah, like he's the, the, the comedy, comedy guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, so he um runs pretty much like all the best rooms in in Sydney. He runs. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, like he- it's just really nice. Like he gave me again, like 
I, I got my start. So what happened was actually with stand up is there's like open mics that you can do. Yeah. And I didn't particularly want to do open mics just because like there was a little bit of arrogance to be honest, because I was like, Oh, I've been performing for so long and these are people still learning how to be on stage. Like, and I kind of thought I was above it. So I guess, yeah, yeah that's very arrogant of me. That's honest um, as well, so. so but what I did was I went to like one of the better rooms run by this comedian called Pat Doherty. And I just said, Hey dude, like, cause they would get 80 people every week. And I just said, oh, hey, dude, do you think if I came early and help you set up the chairs and set up the lighting and sound, like, could I get five minutes on stage? Mm. And he was like, yeah, of course. Genius. Yeah, so I went and I set it all up. And this was after weeks of coming and watching it and just getting the vibe. And then I got on and I was, I did well. And then, yeah, Skinner heard about yeah. it and um, he asked me to do some of his rooms and they went, and then just from there, it like yeah. builds and builds. So. And that was before you started posting on TikTok? Yes. Yeah, that was before. That would have been 2019, early 2020. Yeah, so cool. this is yeah. this is interesting because something that like Pace and I have kind of been mentioning, like he's a musician first. I'm a presenter and a podcaster first. Mm. And then we use TikTok as a vehicle to grow our brand. Yeah. And it sounds like you've done the same thing. You're a comedy, a comedian first, and then you've used TikTok to enhance what you're already doing. Exactly. Exactly. Because I've, I've always looked at people that posted and I was like, I never had the thought of like, I can be better, mm. but I had the thought of like, I can definitely do that. And and I started doing it on Instagram, but at the time reels didn't exist. Yeah. And I, you just had to post it and it, it, it just didn't have friends. the algorithm. Yeah. My friends would see it and my friends really liked it. And I was getting like that taste of like, you know, appraisal, which was really appraisal. No, that's like when you get valued, I guess it's kind of whatever. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recognition. And, and then uh, from there I was like, all right. And I just, dove in and posted it. I posted my old Instagram things first and they didn't really get much traction. On TikTok? Yeah. yeah. And then my first viral video on TikTok, I actually wasn't in. I nice. was filming it. Nice. Yeah, which was hilarious. <laughs> so that got me like a little taste. I was like, ooh. Um, and then like I posted and yeah, it was and me. I mean, what was going on in your head with TikTok? Cause you mentioned late 2020. Mm. So I hopped on August, 2020. So it looks like, and I think you were same pace yeah. like around that time. And it was, it was shifting, but it's still very much a kid's app. What was the decision for you to jump on TikTok? Was it, cause for me, it was cool. Cause it was like, no one was there. I had a free shot. No one could, I, I didn't know, none of my yeah. friends were seeing it. It was like, I could just post whatever I wanted to and no mm. one would see it. I didn't tell anyone until yeah, I had I. a following. Yeah. I think that was kind of the same for me. I mean, it was the algorithm. Cause I, I just seeing how people could just blow up yeah. and, and my previous video, how it blew up and what it was. I was like, what the hell? Like what it was, was like, I went to the server with my dad's credit card and I bought a bunch of snacks. And so the video is just me like filming my mum and my dad and I'm like unpacking what I bought. Mm. And dad, they're like, oh my God, yeah, how yeah. much did this go? It was ridiculous. And it was just such a window into like an Aussie dad. And I think yeah. people got that. And I was like, wow, people love those like little snippets. And um, yeah, that was it. It was the algorithm and it was the fact that, yeah, no one was really on it. And I wasn't too intimidated by it. Mm. So how quickly did you go viral? Because one of the things that I- believe is, is if you go viral really quickly, it's almost the worst thing that can happen to you because mm. then you like, all of a sudden you, you get scared to post because you feel like you need to keep being viral because that's now your new standard. And the other thing is that like, if you can't recreate that, then you get disheartened obviously and yeah. like lose motivation. So did you feel that, cause you said you went viral relatively quickly in a video that wasn't even you. So again, you're like, well, I have, it's my comedy, like my face hasn't really, it's not the one that's performing well so yeah. far. Like, how was that mentally? Like, did you have mm. that struggle when you first started getting started? 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. I actually definitely did because what happened was like once that video took off, the one with my parents, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to start posting. And I did more posts like I like talked to the cat once I ordered Guzman and I didn't like the burrito. So I've ranted about the burrito and these were now getting views way more than I would have on Instagram. So to me, like 8,000 views was like sick because I was like, this is really cool. But then what happened was I posted a, a video which is like what my content now. And it was like, um, it was private school boy thanking the guest speaker. And that was the <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I saw yeah, that. Yeah, where she's been like, well, she was a, like, I was like, thank you for talking about domestic violence. Like guys, I didn't realize we probably shouldn't bash chicks. Like that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that like blew up, right? And then um, I like got the taste. And then again, it was like the next day I did one and it got like 12K. Yeah. And I was like, right. And then the next one got like 10K and I was like, right. And then it was like, oh, they want that style. Mm. And then from then, then it just started like each video was getting like consistently, you know, a hundred K or so mm. from there. And then it was just like every single day, it was that pressure. Yeah. And I would sit there and I'd refresh it because yeah. in my head, I was like, I had like one chance to like, I, it was like a window, right? So it was like, because I got two or so viral videos, the window was open and it was like closing. Mm. And I was like, I need to jump. Strike while I the need it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, need yeah. it. Cause I really felt that pressure a yeah. lot. Yeah. It's the, you get addicted to the, and, and this is a super like entitled or whatever content creator thing to say, but you get addicted to the 99 plus notifications mm. thing. Oh yeah. And you're like, every time yeah. you open your app, you have 99 plus notifications. And then as soon as that goes away, you're like, oh no, like- and it I'm does go away. It. Yeah. yeah. That's something you always talk about. Like for me, at least, and most people I know, TikTok isn't a steady climb. It's a viral, 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 nothing. Viral, viral, oh, nothing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, crazy. it just go crazy. I'll gain 30,000 followers in a week and then I'll gain like a thousand to 2,000 followers the next week. I, want, yeah. I, I once went, I mean, yeah. T- we, so we lost 87 followers over the last week and we had one and a half million views. Yeah. Which is fucking insane. Yeah. But it's, but it's also just like how it is. Like, that's the first time. Like we've been steady climbing on Byron and Pace for a while. So I don't know what happened. But, but you know, there was I my my weirdest one. So I it took me, so it took me like a year. So I hit a hundred k followers in like March twenty twenty one. Yeah, and then by Christmas or a bit before, around Christmas time, I was on five hundred k. Oh, a bit before, let's say December, I was mm. on five hundred k, and then I hit a million in Feb. Wow. So I got just like bang. Yeah, it exploded, right? So I yeah, I I got 500k followers in like 2 months. But then what happened like earlier this year, like early like Feb of after I hit a mill, like later on like I, I was losing followers. Mm. Like I lost like 2k in a week and then yeah. I lost like I I lost like 800 in a day once. Yeah, it happened. Just completely stopped and like but the the thing that I have found which is like really um nice to know. And, and I feel like this is nice for other creators to hear is that when I was going through that loss, so was other creators mm. and you'd ask them, you'd be like, did anyone post today? Yep. None of our stuff got anything. So it's like, obviously sometimes you have to look at the video and be like, maybe this was shit. But a lot of the time it's like, oh, everyone else in the same boat was in the same boat. Well, I've heard that a lot of times when you're losing followers, they're not unfollowing you. They're just deleting the app or, or, yeah. or removing it from their phone. Yeah. Because people get tired of TikTok yeah, or of whatever. Course. So, yeah. you know, if you have a million followers, 800 people might do that in a week. Like that's not yeah. crazy to think about. But it is like the, 
like you said, the 500 to a million happening like that. There's another guy I was telling you about this yeah, this morning right. that, you know, that the British blonde hair, Pete personal trainer guy who does like the videos is like, no, this, you look at this guy working out and he's, you know, talking about this, but like- I haven't seen him. Oh, he's he, really good. He basically does takedowns of like traditional fitness, like influencer yeah. posts and stuff like that. Saying he just like, says as it is. Yeah. And he's just Brilliant. like, look, I, I didn't, I didn't get big and strong because I played rugby. I played rugby because I was just naturally big and strong. Like, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. He was saying that he went from 500K to a million in a week. What? Yeah, that's sickening. And then then you kind of- that's disgusting. Plateau <laughs> for another six months or so. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's such a weird platform because like nothing changes. You're the same person as you were when you had- Exactly, like 100, yeah. thousand followers or whatever. Yeah. And the content's pretty similar. Mm. But, you know, for whatever reason, the gods of TikTok just like- yeah, they determine what goes viral and what doesn't. <laughs> it was weird. Like I was actually like, kind of like, wow, I can just do anything and it's going to get two mil views, like guaranteed. And now I'm like, I can, I feel that, that the algorithm has changed. Like I know, I don't know about you guys, but like I have, I was very um, like, I had like rituals with how I would check my video. So I would post and then I would not check it for like 50 minutes, 55 minutes. I try and not check it until the very end of the first hour. Nice. And usually what would happen is it would be on like 40K after mm. like the first hour or so. And then, but okay, that's all good. And then after the second hour, it would only be on like 60 maybe. But then from that second hour is when you get like a boost and it might go to like 120, yeah, then yeah. it just keeps climbing like that. And now that boost I've found you don't get anymore. Yeah. It's super lagged. Yeah. Like I just posted, I interviewed, um, the boys. Oh, the night where we met, the night we met. Oh yeah, yeah the boys. Yeah. I I guess we, did we say that? Oh we yeah. Met, we met Will last week, was it? Yeah, yeah last, last, last Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. At, yeah. The, at the boys screening, which yeah. is an Amazon show. And I interviewed one of the, the, the cast, well, two of the cast members. And I posted one video and it just flopped. It got like 8,000 views or something. Yeah. And then like three days later, it just picked up and now it's on 450,000. Oh, that's crazy. I've n I haven't had that before. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like, that's crazy. I get them overnight sometimes. Like I post one, yeah. And, and the next morning it goes well, but wow, that is, yeah, Fucked, like yeah. literally three, four days later. Like I, I'd fully written it off. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what? what's your breakdown? I know we're kind of, we get so sidetracked because I'm so interested. Like, yeah, yeah. And we don't usually get a chance to talk to people about this kind of stuff. But like, what is your audience breakdown? I'm assuming it's super Australian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because the amount of views you're getting, everyone on TikTok in Australia will know who you are. Like, well, and your characters, you like, as you mentioned, you play like, you really lean on the Australian characters and make it really relatable. Like a window into the private Aussie boy or the Aussie girl or the yeah. Aussie father. But in your analytics, is it like 80% Australian or what? Well, it was, but now it's weird. So it's um 42, I, it's so weird. I can remember, I checked the other day. So it's like 42% it's like Australia. Okay. That's high though. Yeah, yeah that's very high. high. Like for and most people. 23% UK. Right, 23%, okay, 24% UK. 10% US, which was nowhere. I don't know where that came from. And then it was, it's like New Zealand and Canada yeah, yeah, make yeah. up the rest. Um, and yeah, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. Apparently in the UK, I've got uh, quite a following in certain places. Um, well, the UK get Australian humor. They do. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I've got a US 10%. That's random. Like, oh, I we've got like probably the Australians in America. We've yeah. got 60. Foreign <laughs> pace is like 60% US. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. My, my personal is like 85% US. Serious. Which is what, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it's yeah. I I, I like the Australian breakout, and, and yeah, like I'm like um, it's cool. Like it's it's great. Like yeah. everyone's really sweet. And so you 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 had your your biggest growth period during the second lockdown. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So going out prior to June 2021, 
And then what in February, like 2022, has there been a difference in the way that you go out and like people recognize you and like stuff like that? Or is it really not as different as you would think it is? Because going from like a few hundred thousand to over a million in like that space of time and considering how like geocentric your audience is in Australia, like does, do you get recognized at like every fucking place you go to? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so now, which is so weird to say and, and, and think, cause it's like, so beforehand, like, let's say before that, that period that you said, before that lockdown period, it was like, I, if I was going to like a busy place, I would know that I would get recognized mm. by a certain demographic, by someone that could yeah. be still in school yeah. and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. And it was never, it was always the same interaction. It was always like, I'd be in a busy place or whatever. And people kind of look at me and they'd be like, are you the guy from TikTok? And it was always like, oh yeah. Hey, yeah. They, they never know your name. Like, they never yeah, know yeah, your name. Yeah, never, never know my name. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> and that's, you know, my mates would be like, fuck, like you're famous or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not. No one knows my name. Yeah, people yeah, have yeah. seen me. No one's actively pursuing my content. Like they just see me on yeah. their phone when yeah. it's relevant. I was, so I, I was like, no, but, but, but um, now um, it's like a lot more common. Like I could, like I'll be, like I've been recognized like, in like way smaller sort of scenarios where I just wouldn't have thought so prior. And now I do actually start to get my name, which is yeah. so shocking. Not all the time, not 90% no, yeah. but there is like a 10% time where someone's like, oh, Will. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, wow, like <laughs> That's someone actually really- knows my name. And and there is a difference between when someone being like, oh, I've seen your face yeah. before. And yeah. then someone being like, oh, I know who you are. I know your name because I like what you do. And yeah. like, I can imagine that's really fucking awesome. Well, the weirdest one was recent. It was actually before- um, uh, the boy, oh, it was before another thing. And um, I saw like a group of people taking a photo and I was like, and they were doing the selfie. And I was like, oh, would, do you want me to take the photo for you? I love doing that. Yeah. It's such a nice thing to do. Yeah. And they were like these old, like they would have been in their thirties and they were from the UK. And then the lab was like, oh, I know you, like you're Will Gibb from TikTok. I was like, what no the way. fuck? Like how would you like, <laughs> yeah. that felt cool. Cause I was like, wow, like that's A, like not like the demographic I would have thought I had and B, like he knew my name. Like that was yeah. like a nice feeling. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, going back to like content, cause I'd love to like just make this practical for anyone who's thinking about pursuing what you have done. Mm. You mentioned you were doing comedy for a bit and you kind of transferred into TikTok and you posted that video with your dad. Was that when you kind of went into, okay, the niche I want to go into is like Aussie content. And then did you, did you experiment with lots of different types of content? How long did it take you to find your rhythm and pulse when it comes to content? Um, it took a while because yeah, like obviously the stuff with my dad was hilarious and, and people liked it and- Oh, oh no, God, I did not want to be the person that like films their parents. Like I, I yeah. you know, that content is like, like it's funny for a bit, but there's, you know, there are people that have built their whole brand on it. I'm like, well, you kind of owe that all to your dad and your mm. mom. Like you're mm. just the person behind the phone. Now what? Yeah, yeah now what? Um, but uh, yeah, I obviously like I was experimenting with like talking to the camera and just doing that stuff or like, you know, uh, character stuff where, but um, it's more like, segmented so there's like cuts or is it all in one take and there's all those different things to think about and then when I landed on like the private schoolboy thing just doing a one take I was like okay this is great and I was most nervous for that video because I'm like fuck I'm gonna get cancelled making mm. fun of people because I thought people would misconstrue yes. that I'm making fun of the issue rather than the character yeah um but I'm surprised that they got it which is what a blessing that you know people got the comedy um yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. And I, I still am. I still am like, you know, working on certain things. Cause the, the scariest thing, I think the scariest jump was like when I was getting big and growing most of my following, when I was around like 40 K 50 K followers, 
I was mainly only doing like private school boy, PE teacher uh, or like private school girl or stuff like that. So it was very like school centric. Mm. And obviously like pretty much everyone does that, right? Like everyone that makes it big on Aussie comedy TikTok, they all pull from school. And that yeah. is the mo- that's a guarantee, mm. right? You're going to get views when you talk about school. So for me, it was really scary, like moving out of that and doing like a different type of character, a different type of joke. Cause I was like, well, if this video flops, then I can't post for another day. And then I'm forgotten about. And there was all those thoughts going through my head. So like, then when you just like take the leap and and when I felt comfortable, I was like, I've got this audience. Hopefully they're here with the ride. And not only are they, but also you meet a new audience, Mm. which is cool. Yeah. Can I ask like more, and you don't have to, you don't actually have to share like, but things like, do you, would you private a video if you think it hasn't performed as well? Do you, do you, are you, cause I like, these are all things that go through all of our heads. Like, are you concerned with the way that your page looks when someone goes onto your page and you have videos that haven't done so well recently, it makes you look like less exciting as a content creator. Like I'll post a few videos and they'll only get a f- like a few thousand on my personal account or something. And I'm like, oh, like it looks like I'm flopping. Yeah. And even though, you know, I know that if you post a good video, you'll get good views and like, you know, all you have to do is post another video or whatever. But like the mental game of like, I want my account to look like I'm popping. Like, does that, do you, do you react to that at all? Or are you just like, once it's up, it's up? Uh, I definitely, I think about that all the time. Yeah. yeah. If like, like I remember I post like my last, well, the video yesterday went well, but the two before that didn't, they got like less than a hundred K. I think they got like 80 K each. Mm. And like, I was like, fuck, like that's really shit. And yeah, like it definitely goes through my mind. Like are people going to be mm. looking at looking at it? Like, oh, he's done. He's finished, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like, I look at the comments and I'm like, um, people enjoy the video. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to like, if someone really liked that video or if I've done something different or new and if personally, if I like the video, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. do it because of how it looks. But if I don't like the video, maybe, maybe that then I'd think about that's, it. That's the, tr- yeah. That the reason I privated a video last week, it wasn't because it flopped, even though it did flop, because I post videos that flop all the time, but it's because I posted it and it, I, because I, I'd, I'd set myself this challenge where I was like, go and write it, I'd post a video a day for, for a short period of time. And I'd written this song that was about me not wanting to post a video because I was like, I'm too fucking tired. I write this stupid shit little song and just post it. And then I look back at it and it just made me look like I was just like, an angry content creator who had like only posted this video because they had to and not because they wanted yeah, to. Of course. So I was like, this doesn't feel good. So I privated it. But like, yeah, I think, I think that's a really healthy way of looking at it. If you're proud of the content, it doesn't really matter how it performs. Yeah, exactly. And especially like Amelie, one of my friends, she, who also does TikTok, she's really mm. good. And she like said, she, cause, cause I was always like, oh, I just feel like I have to post cause the audience is lo- losing. And this was literally like last week. And she was like, no, like they're going to be there for you. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of in the space now where I'm like, I'm only really going to post when like, I really like have like a good idea or I really want to post it. Like the idea of posting for the sake of posting, I think like that is just kind of like you owe your audience more. And also you owe yourself more. Like I don't need to just put out content because it's been two days. Mm. Like I should want to put out content because this is something worth showing people. Do you think that it's valuable as a, as a new content creator though, just to post <laughs> lots? Cause you yeah. need to learn the skill. You can stand, you can, you now know what makes good content and bad content within your, so like you can be like, I'm only going to post good videos that I'm proud of. But for a new content creator, I know a lot of people are, a lot of people get stuck at the perfectionist stage where they're like, no, it has to be good before I post it. But 
I think one a really valuable thing when you just start is post for the sake of posting. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. like oh, you got to post so much. Like because I again like when I when I first went viral, I literally went every single day for like a year. Mm. Like and you have to, and you like it's the only real way to do it. Because like people are gonna yeah yeah. So what's your process like? Do you write? Do you sit down and write for half a day, then film for the next half? Like how does you, how do you create your content? I mean, annoy. So okay, so it would be like um, I'll think of the idea through the morning. So I'll be like, oh god, like what's an idea? What's an idea? What's an idea? Maybe one of them, for example, like let's say I come up with an idea now. Um, people that you know uh, drink annoyingly, right? So let's say I come up with that idea, right? I don't know something, yeah, see like that. So you know. Oh, wait, Leon, and they slept yeah, like that. Yeah. I'll and, and then I'll go in my head. I'm like, what's the joke? Okay, great, great. I'll, I'll set the phone up, hit record, and I'll do like, maybe I get it in one take, three or four takes. But yeah, if from hitting record to the video being done takes anywhere between two to 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. And well, you don't write quick. it out? You have the ideas no. fleshed out, but you don't write yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I never write uh, like a script or any, like all of it's off the top of my head. Like the first yeah. take is always like, just go with nothing. Cause it's the most natural. Like yeah. then you get to see like what comes out and then yeah. like that worked well. I'm sticking that there. That didn't work. We'll stick something else there. Yeah. And then you do like two or three more takes and then you get it. And do you worry about lighting and the backdrop and stuff like that? Yes. Like I, I, I worry about lighting, not, not too much. It doesn't need to be perfect lighting, but I just need to make sure my face looks good. Yeah, and the background, like, um, yeah, like I don't want it to be too boring of a background. Mm. And, and sometimes my favorite ones are when I'm in public and I do them because you get like that extra element like of like actually being there. And when I was blowing up that big December period, most of my videos were like I was outside or I was in a house or I was in different sort of places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Well, listen, we've got to wrap up soon. Yeah. And we're going to jump you on the Vine and Pace podcast yes. and see how we go there. But before we do, what advice would you give to a young creator who's maybe looking at not necessarily comedy, but just looking at pursuing content creation as a full-time role that you've been able to achieve. Because I think there's that stat, it's like people used to want to be doctors, engineers, and lawyers, but now they want to be YouTubers, yeah. TikTokers, and creators. Yeah. So what advice would you give to a young content creator out there? I mean, it's so like, it sounds so basic, but I'll try and word it so it seems more like <laughs> better. But it's like, there's, there's always something like that you, that you offer that not many other people can. Yeah. And like- to me, it, like for me personally, it was being able to like improvise and do videos and, and like that sort of thing. So that's what I did. So like, there's always going to be something like that you can do that'll make you stand out from mm. other people. So find that and then just find the best way to explore it. Um, and I think that that'll be the best. Like definitely don't try and, oh, I want to do this. And I, basically if you have to change anything about yourself mm. for your content, it's mm. not going to be as successful so find a, a medium and a style that you genuinely feel like you're just, you're not really being yourself. And then your, your like audience will grow. And then in the, with that growth, you can sort of step out a bit more and explore new things, but like just gather like a core audience first and then take them wherever you think. And it's the most sustainable advice as well, because you're going to have to be, you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. Yeah. If you pigeon, you pigeonhole yourself into something that wasn't really you, that's going to cause problems oh, at some point. It's going to ripple throughout yeah. your entire yeah, life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Really enjoyed the chat. It's interesting Thank to see you. how you got to where you are. Yeah. Yes. And I'm very keen to see where you go in the future. Thank long you. May, long may it continue. Hey, thanks guys. Nice. Thank you.